0: Want to stay up-to-date or view past RTI programs, videos, and news stories? Come check out our website at english.rti.org.tw.
1: And
2: thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. I am your host today, Mr. Leslie Liao. Uh, Up next for you, I got some hashtag Taiwan and I got status update. In hashtag Taiwan, I'm telling you about some of the trends that are happening on Taiwan's internet sphere. Uh, this week I talk about NFTs and blockchain and the crypto stuff and I try to explain it to you in simple terms and in status update of course John and Shirley go over some of the Oh tomash is in the, Okay Tomasz is
1: giving me the signal saying that it was Shirley and him this week for status update a very complex complex signal com- composed of a finger pointing at my face
2: going oh uh, <laughs> telling me that he uh, he's the one that did status update But uh, we're going to start off like we always do, uh, which is we're going to do here in Taiwan, which is our show where we talk about the news. (laughs) Welcome to our show here in Taiwan. It's a mix of talk radio and the news where uh, I, your host, Leslie Liao, will be speaking to Tomesh Koper.
1: Thank, thank uh, you, and hello, everyone.
2: Uh, about some of the news that doesn't quite make it onto our website or headlines, but we still want to talk about it. Yep. Um, and this show comes to you in two formats. One is on our Facebook live stream, which is going out right now. And right. if you're joining us on that platform, today it is, is Monday, Monday, December 13th. But we also uh, broadcast this out on Shortwave, and if you're joining us via that, well, due to a little bit of delay... Uh, the date would be Tuesday, December 14th. Anyway, on today's agenda, well, we got a good chunk of stories. Uh, I'm going to be telling you about an unfortunate incident where an army guy or army personnel was mm-hmm. dishonorably discharged for Ooh. something. Oh, no, it's a little controversial. We'll talk about it. And then the uh, next thing you know is Taiwan's women's weightlifter champion Guo Xingchun; She won another gold. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's, she's just killing it out there. Um, And then Taiwan's plan to vaccinate, um, make vaccinations a little more, COVID-19 vaccinations a little more, you know, run-of-the-mill, par-for-the-course, they extended the Taipei Main Station uh, public Mm -hmm. vaccination, we'll be getting into that. Uh, and if we got more time, I'm going to tell you about a power outage in northern Taiwan that affected more than 300,000 people. Ouch. Did you get affected by that? No. No. Okay. You Did you hear about that? No. Okay. So that's going to be news to you. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't switch that dial, guys. You're going to want to listen in. All right, Tomash. Let's talk a little bit. You know what? Let's talk about the weekend. What did you do? What you do over the weekend? Anything
1: specific? Um, not really. No. I I stayed at home. wasn't feeling too hot. Um, on Saturday, so. Did you uh, feeling sick? Um, I mean, yeah, but not seriously sick. Uh-huh. But but just sort of like you know, uh, I th- uh, kind of felt like I was coming down with something. So I just decided to stay in, because these are the times that we live in yeah did anything (laughs) come of that no 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 no. okay no just had the sniffles
2: no i I, uh over the weekend i went to go there was the taipei jazz festival which is kind of nice and my friend performed there i checked that out that was very cool uh a little bit of a little rainy um it was a rainy weekend right and this was an outdoor event so i can't imagine (laughs) it was very good but but when i went there it was uh not a lot of people not there wasn't a lot of rain a lot of people though very cool and then uh, sa- for Saturday, I went to this kind of like outdoor market type deal, which is kind of nice. A mm-hmm. um, lot of different food, man. I had a lot of food, dude. Wait,
1: was it the German market?
2: No, it was called a fantasy market. So oh. f- it's fantasy, but F-U-N, so you know That's it's fu- fun. fun. Um, and then that happens every two weeks. And mm-hmm. every every two weeks, like vendors and restaurants and uh, beer brewers from all over Taiwan, they come and congregate and they sell their stuff. And it's right. really cool, man. I. I had um I had some good food there. I had some fried chicken. Yeah, I man. had some. I had a great pizza, man. I got to tell you about this. Fried myself. chicken and beer. I mean, yeah, sounds dreamy. And then uh, I had a Berliner donut. Uh, Do what, what what's
1: a Berliner donut? So
2: I I was told it was a Berliner, but to me as an American, it's uh it was just a uh, a jelly donut. Is
1: it is it the same thing that uh, when when JFK said "Ich bin ein Berliner"? Like ah, yeah, that's what yeah. people like. That's oh, what people are, like
2: we like, call the donut we Berliner. We call right? it a donut, right? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on to some of the news. And uh, ooh, we got some listeners joining us. Jendelari yeah, says, hello. Yeah. Uh, Tatang Hartono says, I will listen to RTISI tonight on uh, SW, which they're talking about the Indonesian service. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nazir Aziz asks, what is the main service of drinking water for Taiwan? Uh, the public, uh, water the public water supply system. The public water supply system, and he says the uh, the subtitles are missing. Do we? Was that a setting that we didn't toggle? No, no. Because usually we do have
1: we do have live subtitles. No, no. There was uh, nothing in the settings. it might... did not change anything, okay. so it might be something that Facebook decided to change without telling us. I mean, we... Facebook changing something without telling us? Oh, <laughs> Unthinkable. I, ne- I never
2: thought so. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this new story that I have. Uh, Tomas, when you go back, and when you go out like for a vacation, let's yeah. say, and you come home and you unpack do you unpack like your luggage like completely
1: uh over the course of like two weeks yeah probably, uh,
2: but like for me i'll leave something like in the pocket and it'll be two years before i like i open up that yeah pocket again. i and mean like, like, oh
1: that's if it's like a like a travel sawing kit yeah. for example right yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be using that at home i'm just going to keep it in the suitcase yeah or it happens because st- i stuff I'm, like that yeah. i'm just like oh that's where that is well this one this
2: is uh this new story is an instance of that and this landed an army sniper in hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, so an army sniper was dishonorably discharged. Now dishonorably, dishonorably yeah, like, discharged. What from did military. he have
1: in his suitcase? Did he forget Here's to take out a kilogram of cocaine? Really? No,
2: no, no, no. He had three bullets, three five point five six millimeter bullets. <laughs> okay, that's equally bad. Yeah, and um, in his luggage, and he was intercepted by Taichung police. And this guy is from... Uh, he is stationed in Jinmen, which mm-hmm. is an outlying island in Taiwan. And what happened was he went from his station from outlying island, and he joined a training in Taizong. Mm-hmm. And it, this training is like a special event. And he's a sniper, so he's very, very good at what he does. And apparently he scored some of the best scores at this training event. Okay. But he wanted to keep three of his 556 millimeter rifle bullets. He says... Because he wanted to remember the event. Oh, as a souvenir. This is, yeah, as a souvenir. And I kind of get it, I dude. Mean, yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. Uh, I keep a lot of things as souvenirs. Man, I keep like name tags from events I volunteered yeah. at or I worked at. Just to remind myself that I'm there. Same. Um, and this guy was surnamed Chen. He's a corporal. And he is uh, one of the top military snipers uh, chosen to participate Ouch. in this uh, shooting sniper session and he performed mm. very well. And it, yeah, I see,
1: see I'm, I'm not an army person. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I know consciously that army requires absolute obedience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. Because to me, it sounds like something that he should get maybe chewed out for. Yeah. But not dishonorably, dishonorably discharged.
2: Right? So he has a home in Taichung where this training took place. And he was just like, well, I wanted to take these three bullets and leave them on my house as a reminder before I shipped, I went back out to Qimun. Yeah. That that was the case. He forgot to take them out. Got on the plane to get back to the outlying oh, island, and then he got yeah. he got uh, intercepted at the airport at security, <clears> which <throat> is kind of a shame. Yeah. And especially in a time when Taiwan's defense is a huge topic, right? Right. Yeah. Taiwan, like defense, Taiwan is pouring more money into defense than ever before. Um, we're upgrading missile systems and, and buying a lot of...
1: yeah. So well,
2: we want to build this culture of, like, we are good at defense. And it, it saddens me to know that this guy who's a very apparently a very capable sniper who performed very, very well, he is getting dishonorably discharged on a technicality?
1: Well, so here's my question. What is going to send a better signal that we are good at defense? Um, is it having a world-class sniper or letting people know that Taiwanese military plays by the book and Uh, does not allow uh, sloppiness or breaking protocol, uh, breaking discipline.
2: This one's up to you guys, man. Like, what do you think sends a better, a clearer message? Do you think, you know, having great, capabilities or that we maintain a, a certain level of discipline i'm very curious yeah. to know what our listeners I mean, think
1: because we can have that discussion the army really is locked into one course of action yeah and in, in like you got to be by design book. armies are very bad at dealing with stuff like that but
2: apparently like the american uh army which is i want to say the premier defense force in the world mm-hmm. they're known for their ability to improvise during uh conflicts so
1: i mean but that's a different story improvising during conflict and breaking protocol and putting some i mean live ammunition in your luggage and then i mean sure he forgot to take it out but that's still on him not a great it's not a great look i forgot that there was training in the morning at rti and that's on me i can't blame it on you know the fact that i set the alarm wrong so
2: let us know (laughs) what you guys think Alright, so uh, Taiwan is, you know, we still talk about the Tokyo 2020 Olympics here in Taiwan, and that's because we're very proud of how our athletes did during this most recent Olympics, and um, it's good to know that our athletes are still performing very, very well Mm -hmm. outside of Olympic performances. I believe Yang Yongwei, the judoka fighter in Taiwan who got very popular because A, he got a silver medal for Taiwan in judo, and B, he's very, he's pretty. Is, is is what he is. <laughs> He's a hunk. He's a hunk. Um and uh he got gold. Uh, he got silver. I, he got he got another uh a medal at a at another event. Um and but this today I want to put the spotlight on our gold medalist Guo Xingchun who is just a very 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 skilled weightlifter. She's very proficient at what she does and she is favored almost in her category during every competition she participates in. And uh, she won her fifth world title on Saturday. So world wow. title means like fifth. you are the best in the world. And Gao um, Xinchun is her name. And this was at the World International Weightlifting Federation World Championships in Uzbekistan. And she won two gold medals and one silver.
1: And I bet that she has won five world championships yeah. and she's still something like 25 or something. Something like that. <sighs>
2: She competes what am I doing with the my life? Dif- every,
1: every time I, I hear about talented athletes and it's like, oh, five times world champion, 13 times Olympic winner, 25. he's 19. Do you, know, do you know what's more impressive that I find
2: when I think about it? Guo Xing she when she lifted at the Olympics, I did the math. And the weight she lifted, she, she can lift three of me. She can lift <laughs> wow. three of me, dude. And um, she competes in the women's 59. So like 59- one and a half of me. Yeah. 59 (laughs) category division. uh, 59 kilograms. So she's only 59 kilograms. Wow. And she can lift. I am already heavier than her by maybe 11 kilograms. She can lift three times that. Amazing. And uh, she won a silver medal in the snatch event after lifting 100 kilograms. I'll bet you she was just like... She was sneezing during the (laughs) silver medal competition. Because she always makes it look so easy. And I think it's because her proficiency... Like, weightlifting is not one of those things where... You really have to look at the luck or your, or, or your teammates. Yeah, it's, it's either kind of you can lift it or you or can't not, yeah. lift it, right? And she's proven time and time again that, oh, she can lift it. And she's Very good impressive. at lifting it. So um, this is her 12th consecutive victory. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the 59-kilogram event.
1: You know, this is getting this is getting to like uh, the the amazing animal facts te- this really territory. Is. It's like, did you know that an ant can lift like twelve times its weight? Right. So it's like this girl is fifty eight nine kilograms. You said, right?
2: Yeah. She's been
1: unbeaten. And this is just amazing.
2: Yeah. Like, get this story, man. She finished third in the Rio twenty sixteen Olympic Games. So mm-hmm. in twenty sixteen, she only got a bronze, but since then she has been unbeaten. So like. She really channeled that into just pure, unfiltered comp- like
1: competitiveness. How about the army hires her instead of the sniper? <laughs> just promise us that you won't carry live ammunition in your luggage.
2: She, yeah, she she can probably just hurl the uh, the mortars, right? She doesn't even <laughs> yeah. need the, the the help of technology. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's doing really really good. Um, another one of our t- uh, w- the weightlifters. Uh, in Taiwan. They also got a bronze, I believe, at the world championships. Mm -hmm. This one comes from um, Chen Wenhui, and she is also uh, an Olympic, uh, she's a bronze medalist, uh, and she also won a bronze at the same Mm -hmm. competition. She lifts in the 64 kilogram class, and she she lifted 97 kilograms, and uh, she also did very well. So Taiwan is a uh, we're a uh, we're a country of weightlifters man. Yeah. I mean I, I go to the gym but I'm not I'm, I'm I'm lifting nowhere near.
1: I I found that okay, well correct me if I'm wrong. I found that fewer people overall as a percentage of the total population yeah. go to the gym, but the people who do are like hardcore about it. I'm not hardcore about it man. I just I'm, I get the
2: activity and no I just I just want to move. Get in the comments
1: everyone. I just
2: want right. to move. I'm not hardcore about it. I just want to move. But like some of these dudes I see their their arms are twice the size. Like they're, they're, it's the size of my head, and <laughs> no, that's what I'm I, just I've like. Seen those guys. At that point, I'm just like, I'm like, first of all, man, why do you need to be that strong, right? Yeah. If you need to move, if you're moving, man, just get a friend or something to help you move the couch. You don't need <laughs> be need faster that and cheaper. Much. Yeah. Than-
1: spending your life at the gym you don't
2: need that and then like some people the supplements that they have is crazy dude like some of the regimens they're like i gotta uh, take this pill when i wake up i gotta drink this shake when i like 30 minutes before the gym 15 minutes before the gym i gotta drink this shake and while i'm do while i'm going to the gym it's like i gotta do this this this. this. And i'm like just move man like
1: i was i was at the cusp yeah. of uh getting into that Aspect of, of uh, weightlifting, yeah. Because I, I I did get into it, believe it or not. If you're watching us on Facebook, but I, I did used to go to the gym like a I, lot. I want to see buff homage, um, man. Uh, it was it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. But I I my motivation kind of went away before, just before I started getting into that stuff. So I started looking up like, okay, what should I be drinking? What should I be eating? Yeah. And then like, yeah, I'm I'm like contemplating buying compounds with like very long complex chemical that's names too and, many and, and drinking them me, like man. yeah well,
2: what am i doing maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. i should just eat an egg i just want to move that's what it is yeah. let's see Naziriz asks what is the source of drinking water in taiwan mostly it's bottled um people will have filters in their houses yeah. the the plumbing water in taiwan at least is
1: I mean, technically good for drinking. Is it? Yes. I didn't know that. I know in certain places it's good for drinking. Other places... In Taipei, it's good for drinking. I I don't know about the rest of Taiwan, to be honest. Uh, People still uh, tend to filter their water, uh, Mm. like I do, for example, um, just because the the measurement usually happens just before the water gets to your building. So Mm. even though the water might be good, Uh, Sort of coming into your building, you don't know what kind of state your pipes are in. Uh,
2: Nazir Ziz also asks, is there necessary to take part in Taiwan army for citizens like in Israel? So he's talking about conscription. And Taiwan still does have a conscription service. Um, It's getting a little overhauled because in past years, it's been getting shortened. But now there's talk about like retraining people Mm -hmm. and getting the reservists trained back up. Like there's a lot of emphasis on.
1: So there's still compulsory conscription. It's not as long as in Israel, or at least I don't know what what uh, conscription is like in Israel these days. I think Uh, it's pretty hardcore. Okay, it used to be hardcore. I don't know. Maybe I think it still is. Um, but yeah. Um, this is uh, it's still happening here. We also. Thomas, in which game would you like Leslie as an opponent? Oh, that's an interesting. Okay, the questions okay, I've ever gotten. Uh, what about you? W- w- in which game would you be, you know? I c- don't oh, know, man. confident non- having me as a as something your opponent?
2: Non- something non-contact
1: like archery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean something uh, strength-based. I don't know. Actually, you go to the gym a lot, but. I- I, I, you know, see, I have this uh, completely unfounded um, uh, confidence in my in my physical strength. It's which, not which impressive. Might be Tomash. shattered. It's actually. not
2: impressive. Like I, don't know. I think, I think, like
1: see, one of those days we're just gonna have like an arm wrestling yeah, con- we, com- c- contest we, just across the, we, the two desks let's here. Let's just
2: straight up have a boxing match, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like ding ding, <laughs> just, just start throwing hands. Um, Jendalari says we fit gets me winded. I'm such a lightweight. I mean even now man being just exercising indoors as long as you get the action in right the Mm. activity and you're good to go but yeah that's what's going on in the world of sports in taiwan uh let's move on to the next story all right right, tomas so you and i are both uh vaccinated fully vaccinated i might add you on the uh, pfizer Beyond Tech eye on AstraZeneca and Taiwan in an effort, we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. Taiwan in an effort to raise its vaccination rate, which is around 80%, 80%, I think, the first dose vaccination rate was around 80%. Um, and they're trying to raise it right now. So what they're doing is they're doing things what like America is doing and making vaccinations available at supermarkets and like big box retailers, any place that has space. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular spaces to get vaccinated, publicly vaccinated now, is a uh, Taipei main station, mm-hmm. Taipei's biggest train station, mm-hmm. that main travel hub. People can go there; they don't need an appointment, and they can go get yeah. uh, vaccinated. It now it has
1: a very big main hall. It has a huge they, main they hall. They set up the whole thing.
2: And uh, this is a two prong approach. To trying to deal with two problems at once. Number one, Taiwan's vaccination rate, and this is kind of a way to get people just give flex people flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. In the past, it used to be like you have to wait, you have to take a number, and then wait your turn, and then once it's your turn, you have to schedule the appointment, and then you have to show up at the place at the appointment time Mm -hmm. to get vaccinated. And then, but now it's just like no, you just walk in and come get vaccinated. And the reason that another reason why Taiwan's doing this is because. Um, we're trying to give away the vaccines that are about to expire, Mm -hmm. you know, the Moderna vaccines. So Moderna is not was not very prominent in Taiwan.
1: No, uh, it appeared for a brief time yeah. as an alternative as, uh, alternative to AstraZeneca. Uh, that was when we still didn't have any Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, but then Pfizer star- started coming in uh, in large quantities, and it was uh, the same technology with more supply. I mean, just people started taking Pfizer yeah. instead of. Uh, uh az
2: uh yeah and then so what are, what they're saying is this program has been such a success offering vaccines at this train station that they originally it was supposed to only go until uh over this weekend but now they extended it uh, it was supposed to end on December 9th which is Thursday oh, okay. last Thursday yeah. now they extended it by 12 days to December 21st and um yeah, so the, apparently this has been very well because they've said they've given around 18,600 doses at the train station uh since vaccination began and over, that's about 3,000 shots on any on one day. Right. Um as of Saturday, 63.8% of Taiwan's population has been fully vaccinated, so we have two... Wait, fully? Yeah, fully vaccinated. What's the percentage again? 63.8. 63.8. but that's, 78 that's pretty point, good. Yeah, 78.8% have received at least one dose. And 78% is a very crucial number here because 78% is the surveys before the health authorities did the survey and they asked how many people were willing to get vaccinated. And the statistics said only about 78% of Taiwan's population. So they want to see if they can break 78 right. Because that means they broke statistics, right? Well, yeah.
1: And making it more convenient for people to get vaccinated yeah. is certainly one way to go about doing that. It
2: definitely helps. And it also uh, offered people a chance to like, you know, um, they said people overstaying visas can also come get vaccinated mm. and they wouldn't get penalized. Uh, other things like that. That's so this is a good. great way for people to get be
1: flexibly. How, how far away are you from your third dose, from your booster dose? They said it has to be wait six months. It was six. five months. I think. Oh, five five months. They, they, oh, yeah, then, it's five then months. Then I already qualify. I th- because uh, I I got my second dose in July.
2: But you got it in Mid-July. Taiwan, or no, 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 no. Did about you register it here though?
1: Uh, not yet. I, I do have the international vaccination okay. certificate though.
2: So maybe you can you can go talk. They're still talking about it. They've oh, uh, they have made the third shot available for like uh, vulnerable groups, mm-hmm. elderly, and frontline medical workers but i don't think they opened up any other categories okay. just yet yeah, yeah, so you okay. still have to wait on that i mean i'm waiting for I it mean, too i mean they
1: they were uh, talking about yeah giving it to eventually giving it to everyone yeah. i just didn't know that registration has not yet and started this... because i'm so used to taiwan giving out vaccines in this fashion like yeah. you register you wait a month and then you and get then your you appointment go. now it's everywhere
2: the uh... And this comes hot off the heels of Omicron coming. So over the weekend, the Omicron variant made it into Taiwan. Um, It was intercepted at the border, Mm -hmm. so it's contained. But we had one person from Eswatini fly into Taiwan, formerly Swaziland, and they were the first confirmed case of Omicron within Taiwan's borders. Mm -hmm. But they are in quarantine. It's safe right now. Right.
1: Well... um I wonder what's going to happen in two weeks, or is it? When is the the uh, the new quarantine mode coming in? Into... I think it already kicked in. It already oh, okay, kicked in. it yeah, kicked yeah, yeah. in. Okay. So the because, seven plus seven. Yeah, seven plus seven. So mm-hmm. right now, or or. Before, people had to stay in hotels or a government center for 14 days, yeah. uh, do their quarantine there. Now, it's uh, slightly better. It's yeah. uh, seven days and then, and seven, then seven, at seven at home.
2: At home. Anyway, uh, that's about all the time we had. Wow, this episode just kind of flew by, yeah. huh? Well, that what was... about the blackouts? Yeah. What... <laughs> oh, uh, so there was a fire at a substation, oh, and okay. 300,000 people lost their power okay. at home.
1: Uh, well, this is... if it was an accident, not a regular thing, good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's
2: all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Up next, I have hashtag Taiwan and status update for Here in Taiwan. I'm Leslie Dale.
1: I'm Tomasz Copper.
2: And don't go away. You're going to want to listen in. hello and welcome to hashtag Taiwan I'm your host Leslie Liao and in this show we take a look at what's trending in Taiwan on social media and on the internet usually we do a more comprehensive introduction but I have a longer segment for you this week so we're going to be talking about nfts and crypto and blockchain and how that trend has kind of integrated into Taiwanese society more than anything though I go over the stories that have to do with nfts and how Taiwan has been handling them That's coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. This week, we're going to be talking about NFTs. NFT stands for non-fungible token. In simple terms, fungible describes something that can be used interchangeably. NFTs are unique digital tokens with each NFT symbolizing ownership of a certain something. NFTs use the same technology as cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum. NFTs are most used in the trade of digital art very 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 simply having an nft for an artwork means you own that art it's yours at least that's what crypto proponents advocate but i just want to stress i am simplifying nfts cryptocurrency blockchain technologies by a whole lot but the reason why we're talking about nfts this week is because in past weeks a lot of news stories have centered around nfts and there's been a lot of online discussion about what they are what they do and what people do with them. So back in 2018, a naturalized Taiwanese citizen named Paul Farrell made the news when he went out one night, drank and decided it was a good idea to get a tattoo of the word Taiwan on his forehead and then a Taiwan independence flag tattooed on his chin. Then on June 21st this year, He turned an image of himself with the tattoos into an NFT. People may be able to download the image, but in theory, the true owner is the person who has the NFT. Now, Farrell says he's gotten his tattoos removed, so he can't make any more pictures with himself of the tattoo, if that makes sense. Then, in November, a popular restaurant in Northern Taiwan launched NFTs for pictures of their fried chicken, broccoli, squid, and other dishes. The price of the NFTs of the pictures of these foods started at one OSD, which is equivalent to one US dollar. When I browse the platform where these NFTs are being traded, I see these pictures of broccoli and fried chicken being bought and sold for as much as 50 US dollars. In fact, one NFT depicting chicken skin, which is fried chicken skin, sold for 150 US dollars. Like someone paid that much money for a picture of fried chicken skin, which, you know, good for you. You have disposable income. Yay! I myself am trying to wrap my head around how NFTs might apply to my life and my existence and how it might impact my future, but that said, I'm not ready to dive headfirst into this trend just yet. And earlier this week, I saw a story on the Taoni social media platform, Dcard, which made me realize I'm not the only one. On the platform, an anonymous user says that her boyfriend has been trading NFTs. One day, her boyfriend told her that he was really happy because he purchased a really rare NFT which was for a picture of cartoon monkeys. She asked how much it cost him and he said close to 100,000 New Taiwan dollars which is about 3,600 US dollars. She asked him why he would pay that much for a picture of monkeys and he said it could be used for investment or as a status symbol. She expressed worry because the two of them planned on getting married next year. She admitted that he makes more than her but she didn't think that he made enough money to justify buying that NFT. She said she's pretty thrifty and that she saves money so that she can live a comfortable life. She said she's in a really difficult spot and asked users on card for clarification on the significance of the NFTs and why her boyfriend would do such a thing. That is a really difficult spot to be in. And I feel for her because I feel like my understanding of NFTs is closer to that of hers than her boyfriend's. But then again, you have people leaving comments like the Singaporean singer, Jarek, who said, 100 grand? Are you sure your boyfriend didn't get scammed? That NFT is worth way more than a hundred grand. Then Taoni singer Nain Chen left a comment saying, I'm sorry, but I've already spent 10 million new Taon dollars on NFTs. So I guess there are people out there who understand where this anonymous user's boyfriend is coming from. Now I already lost out on the opportunity to make money during cryptocurrencies rise, but this new trend in NFTs is reminding me why I had apprehensions about cryptocurrencies in the first place. Hey i like making money just as much as the next guy but i'm so out of my depth here that i feel like one move in the wrong direction would be a huge mistake and that's it i hope you guys enjoyed that episode on nfts and send us a message and tell us what you think about cryptocurrency and nft as a trend in general see you soon this is status update
3: Hello there. You've just tuned in to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin.
1: I'm Tomasz Kopper.
3: Yes. From now on, it'll be Tomasz joining us for the show. So That's right. Thank you so much, Tomasz. Oh, my it's pleasure. It's always good to have you on board. No, it's always good to be yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, anyway, this is a show where we uh, get letters from you, that uh, you let us know what programs you listened to in the past week and how the listening condition was and everything. But first, we're going to update our own personal status a little bit here first. Well, I have a question for you, Tomás. Um yes. Well, the thing is that, do do you cook? I do, and, and, yeah. And, and do you like cooking?
1: I do, I do enjoy it. I, I find it very relaxing, um, mm. kind of focusing on the details of a dish, on a recipe. Uh-huh. Um, almost meditative.
3: Oh, wow. You Making it sound like it's a, a form <laughs> of art. Well, it is, you know, in some also, ways.
1: You get something delicious to eat at the end of it, so right. there's a practical element to it.
3: Think about all the time um, that you put into making it but it only takes like 10 minutes to finish the whole well, thing. That's true. <laughs> but
1: oh boy are those great 10 minutes.
3: Uh yeah, I know that is true. Um, it's just that the other day I remember I I think there was something urgent I needed to get a hold of you and I I called you you didn't pick up but later you said that oh sorry I missed your call because you were at the supermarket.
1: Right. And then yes. I thought,
3: "Hmm, so are you the cook in the family, you know?"
1: Um, mm, I guess my <laughs> wife Cooks more than I do. Oh, okay. Uh, we, okay. we cook different things. Um yeah. So when we're making something Taiwanese, obviously she is cooking. She's in charge. Oh,
3: I was wondering if you ever cook anything Taiwanese.
1: I tried a few times, but my wife is just so much better. Really? Than I am. Yeah. Really. I handle all. So the... you married
3: her for that? <laughs> no,
1: no, not, <laughs> not just for that. Although that was a bonus. Um, but I, I focus on uh, Western dishes. Um, okay. I cook. Stuff that I'm more familiar with, stuff yeah. that I, I saw my mom cook uh-huh. and that um, I have experience in.
3: Like what? Because I'm more a Western cooker myself, okay. too. So
1: my one of my signature dishes, is, uh, even though it's not really that unusual, I guess, uh, or that rare, mm. it is here, but not back in Poland, is uh, pierogi, which is dumplings.
3: Oh, gosh. Is that hard to make?
1: It's labor intensive. It's not it hard. Is. It's actually super easy, but it oh. takes a long time because you have to um, wrap the pierogi by hand. Yeah. So it it takes a while. But what I do is I usually uh, buy the dough. So okay. it's already cut into little um, saucers. You, you, into you little actually s- get circles. those? Yes, you can buy that in Taiwan. Super cheap. It's,
3: oh. Uh, it, oh, wait like, a minute. You're talking about, you know, like, like even traditional Taiwanese um, yeah. food. Oh 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 those for making, those, sui jiao. For oh, making sui jiao, yeah Oh, 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 because oh, oh it's, I thought it's, it was a special kind of dough. No, no, okay. no.
1: It's it's a uh, wheat dough, yeah. wheat flour, right? So uh and, and a little water, a little salt. Like there in, there's there's nothing um fancy tricky, thing. yeah. Okay, or okay. fancy about um jiao zi pi or right. um pirogi dough. <laughs> right. So I just buy that, save myself some work. Yeah. Then I make the filling. Uh, which is uh, half and half uh, white soft cheese called uh, quark or kvark uh, in German and twaróg in Polish uh-huh. um, Which I make myself And Ooh. then half and half with uh, boiled potatoes mashed okay. uh, With some fried up onions oh. and salt and pepper to taste Oh, so that's wow. the filling. It's it's really super, super simple.
3: I'm not sure if I ever had it, but it just sounds like something I want to try I'll, someday. I, I, I'm I, hinting. I I, <laughs> I tend to
1: make those around Christmas, which is ooh, coming, coming in uh,
3: three short, two short weeks. Yeah. Two, two weeks. Yeah. Two
1: weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, look out for that. I might ooh, bring some to work. <laughs> ooh, that
3: sounds great. Well, what else do you do? You make another name I, another signature dish or, I, or a favorite dish of yours.
1: I like to roast uh, birds, ooh, uh, ooh, duck ooh. and chicken mainly.
3: Oh wow! Um,
1: so we bought nice oven dishes. Um, you know, do you know the the French brand of cookware, uh, La Crosette? Uh, La Crosette, yes, um, I don't have one. They, they have a <laughs> sale uh, every oh. year in January. Yeah. So usually we get like one big item from them every year. So you
3: have more than one of these crusades? Yes.
1: Um, Pots. two years ago, or th- was it three years ago? We, but because I remember we missed one, uh, we <laughs> didn't know that it was going on. And and you uh, so get the, a
3: color of the rainbow, every color of the rainbow. Yes,
1: exactly. We have we have blue and we have uh yellow right now.
3: And all same sizes or no, different no, no, sizes. No.
1: So we got an oven dish the first time around, which is uh, oh. wide and kind oval of oval shape. Um, no, 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 no. It's it's, it's rectangular. A rectangular. It's pretty shallow. Or or. I mean, on the shallow end, I guess, when it comes to roasting dishes. Okay. Mm, And then uh, last year we got a Dutch oven, which is a type of, it's a deep dish. It's oval and comes with a lid. Okay. And that's uh, better for some birds, but also good for stew, good for uh, bread, making, baking bread. You, Although bread you, is my bread, bread is, is my current challenge. Uh huh. Okay. I have tried four times so far, and it's been four failures. I have to say, <laughs> it just I don't know. Is is it the yeast that I'm using? Uh-huh. I, I'm using rye flour. I uh, I want to make rye bread uh-huh. because this is something that I can't find in Taiwan, or at no, least not I, decent yeah. rye bread. I don't
3: think Taiwanese people are into rye.
1: I know, but know. it's so good. It's savory. Okay. Um, mm. Wheat flour, uh, when turned into bread or pastry, tends to be much sweeter than oh, rye.
3: Oh, Whereas okay.
1: rye has this this savory, almost sour. uh oh, um,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: note yeah. Uh, in it, I that I just sour. love.
3: Yeah. Oh wow, cool. Oh, well, what about you? What about me? About what?
1: Uh, about cooking.
3: Uh, about cooking.
1: Are Are you the the I, person I'm in more... charge of the kitchen at home?
3: Actually, I don't. I don't cook very often now. It's been uh, quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Um, you know, considering that I come in to work about noon time, right. and I don't get home till like maybe eight or nine, it's like nah. <laughs> I can't and, and now my kids Are all grown up I mean they're all grown ah, up They're right. adults yeah. And so they're at home And I don't feel Any I mean I used to feel guilty About not cooking Do they and, cook? Um, uh, we only have our son left Who mm-hmm. is living with us living But with you. Um, Our second daughter's married And she's living elsewhere In Zhonghe And Yonghe actually And my old, older daughter She's in Shanghai uh-huh. So Yeah and I, there was a time when I honestly felt guilty about not cooking, and so I thought, I know, well, I can just make my, maybe like risotto or um, 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 casserole. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just put in free yeah, like fridge, and then you just heat it up and eat, right? You know,
1: single pot dishes. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it's got everything: meat, you know, pasta mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. vegetables. Very good. Yeah. And, uh, well, it, I, I ended up eating the whole thing myself for three days because <laughs> now, so ever, ever, since then, I've not, I'm not guilty about not cooking because as it is, even if with my son at home I and mean, he, um, he's busy with things, you know, mm-hmm. he works during the day and he's got church activities at night. Mm-hmm. So by the time he gets home, he's already had dinner. Right, so there's yeah, no right. point. So then I felt like, okay. It's okay that I don't cook anymore. If I if there's anybody who really would cook it's my 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 husband. Mm-hmm. But um he doesn't cook us often either. We we like to try different things every day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we can we, we you know get takeouts, Uber Eats and I was hand, about to say hand. it's so yeah. so easy. So convenient, to, so right? convenient and you can to, try everything. You know, today you can Taiwan. have Chinese, tomorrow you can have yeah. Italian and next day you have a pizza or whatever. Yeah, it's just <laughs> convenient.
1: Food panda is it's a great or Uber Eats, um, either of those. Yeah, Uh, they're great they're very convenient but they're also almost too convenient like a (laughs) trap
3: I thought I I was wondering what you were going to say yeah I know I know
1: sometimes I know that I have stuff in the fridge that Mm -hmm. I I should use up first I should cook Mm -hmm. using that but I'm tired (laughs) I don't wanna and it's it's only one or a few taps away on my screen and food is gonna get delivered to my door in 20 minutes
3: right and you get to try different you know that say there are you know there's a new restaurant that just came up in your That's neighborhood right, yeah you want to try out that food you know uh,
1: but you don't want to line up well right you know, pick up your phone
3: I today mean, you can have japanese done. tomorrow you can we do have the un here even though we're not a member of the un <laughs> we've got all sorts of cuisines here in taiwan there's korean That's there's right. japanese there's vietnamese there, there's you know there's uh, moroccan oh gosh you know so there's a,
1: there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in always taiwan always like to try and, all kinds and, and, and of different things yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I I, I, would like getting hungry here. Um, But anyway. I
1: I, I normally would get hungry because of conversation like that. But (laughs) this...
3: You've already trained yourself.
1: No. uh, My wife and I went to a ramen restaurant. Yeah. Again. Because... Leslie, our colleague here at RTI, Mm -hmm. um, uh, found a ramen restaurant Mm -hmm. or it's a chain in Taiwan. It's Japanese noodles ramen, in case you're wondering what that is. That's right, yes. Um, That serves a kind of fusion ramen, uh, which is, well, traditional uh, tonkotsu base, which is pork broth. Pork broth. uh, combined with American barbecue brisket.
3: <laughs> I know. I overheard you talk about that. I was going, what? <laughs> so he
1: today is Friday. He brought it in on Wednesday, and then he he brought one for me as well. He thought I would enjoy it because it's also spicy, and uh, I love spicy oh food. Oh
3: gosh, um, I, I'm not a spicy person. No, I'm
1: not. Well, that yeah, uh, not, neither is my ooh. wife. Which oh <laughs> you know. oh that could be yeah that could so, be a problem. Uh-huh. So uh, we had it on Wednesday I told my wife that it's delicious And yeah. um, she looked the restaurant up And she decided she wanted to try it as okay. well But in the meantime Leslie also brought it in yesterday uh, yeah. Because we just both liked it so much mm-hmm. And then uh, my wife wanted to try it But it is xian uh, liang So it's well, a limited, it's limited. amounts uh-huh. um, They only have 200 bowls and, and, and they the event only lasts for like a few days right. Or until they run out Yeah um, it's funny. So they we have, this have
3: kind to of promotion.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, they have like special Limited, flavor huh? flavors every now and again, oh. and this time it was brisket. But they have different stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so my wife wanted to try it before it runs out. the The, the event lasts until Sunday, but they usually, I've heard, sell out on so. Saturday. Uh huh. So we had to go in today, which is a Friday. Yeah. So I had ramen for lunch three days in a row. Oh my goodness. So I am. <gasps> Anything but hungry right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh wow! So it's it's still very tasty for you. Two it is. Days it is.
1: But I think I am. It's that good. Officially huh? ramened out for okay. like a month. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, anyway, let's get to the letters. Thanks so much for writing in. We always love to hear from you, just what you think about our programs. Uh, if you're in the mood of writing one right now and using pen and paper, then it's the address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Otherwise, we also love your emails, and that will be to rti at rti.org.tw. And as always, we... Um, love for you to leave us comments on youtube and facebook and we also have twitter as well Mm -hmm. there are a lot
1: of ways to reach us that's Um, right okay yeah if you have comments if you have suggestions uh we welcome all
3: definitely yes and uh, right here i've got a letter from mikio kohara of japan we've got uh, quite a few from japan today Mm -hmm. um here he listened in on November 17th. Yes, uh, except that we just got this letter now. Um, and uh, at 15320 kHz, simple rating was 35343235232. Okay, and uh, it looks like he listened in on the news. Uh, where U.S. President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping had a virtual meeting. Biden says that Taiwan should decide its future for itself. No change for relations between Taiwan and the U.S. Taiwan's Navy hosts a submarine ceremony and travel regulations of the Lunar New Year will become more flexible in Taiwan. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> and then Singles Day, the biggest shopping day. Yeah, it started in China. It's one 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 November eleventh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he also heard uh, uh, heard he also <laughs> listened to here in Taiwan talk on Facebook treatment in Taiwan. And about Japanese style ramen in Taiwan, <laughs> um, types of miso flavor and spicy soup. I think I was on that
1: episode, <laughs> I think. Okay. Wow, we come full circle.
3: Yeah, really. <laughs> and then uh, Taiwanese food story, differences in temperament between Taiwanese and Chinese people. And then again about the talk on a singles day uh let's see oh
1: then i guess i wasn't on that episode after all
3: oh okay this is a november report rti english service on 15320 kilohertz at 0300 utc the condition was the first half was fair but the second half was noisy with poor listening the number of people infected with the new coronavirus in japan has dropped uh, sharply. Well, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. This is because more than 70% of people have been vaccinated twice. That's it good. seems that a social antibody has been created. However, half a year after the individual's antibody was inoculated, it decreased considerably. And so the government is considering conducting a third inoculation, with so are we.
1: Yes, we uh, just started. Uh, yeah. I guess it's frontline medical workers and uh, people who are the above most... uh 65? Ex- yeah, above 65. or. I think, yeah, something yeah. like that,
3: right. Although it is possible for a small number of workers and international students to enter the country from overseas, oh really, Japan has not yet fully accepted tourists, neither have we. Yeah. Um, I will continue to listen to Art and English service. That would be great. Thank you so much. And thank you for the service. Again, that was Mikio Kohara of Japan. Thank you. All right, on to you, Tomashi. Right. Um,
1: so I have another letter from Japan uh, from uh, Hidemitsu Miyake. Uh, who ha- listened to our program on November 14th. Again, we just uh, got this letter now. Um, and simple rating was um, mainly twos and threes and fours. Um, mm. So two, three, 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 two, um, or three, three, two, two, two. Um, that is the best one. Um so, uh, uh, tuned into uh, RTI at uh, 3 p.m., uh, Japan time, uh, caught the sign-on announcements, and then um, the news program, slogans, the announcements, the ads, uh, yeah, you, you had the whole show, mm. <laughs> it seems, uh, listened to us uh, at uh, 15320 kilohertz. Winter is also coming to Japan, it seems, um, Miyake-san writes. Um, it is getting colder by the day in Japan, and um, Miyake-san also suspects that it is getting colder in Taiwan, which oh, yes. it is, by the yes. way. Um, and it depends on the day, I guess. Some are warmer, but um, yeah. yeah, they are getting pretty unpleasant Uh, He's thanking us for uh, everything this year uh, and for bringing uh, the latest news. Um, And then he also asks for a QSL card or a letter of verification of this report. Um, We will send a QSL card. Yes. Um, he also asked for confirmation whether this was our station. Um, it seems that it was since the name Taiwan was uh, included many times in the broadcast. Um, but we will pass it on to our technical department to confirm uh, whether that was our frequency on that day in Japan. All right. Um, yeah. And then he hopes that our next year will be a happy and wonderful one. Please give my regards to everyone at the office. Looking forward to uh, working with you again in the future. Uh, Well, thank you for your report. Thank you for your kind words. And we will be sure to send you a QSL card in return.
3: Right. And that's just about it for status update. Um, thank you so much uh, for your letters. We always love to hear from you, so keep them coming. Our address again is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always leave us comments on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next week, I'm Shuri Lin. I'm Tomasz Kopper. Goodbye.
1: Bye.
2: Hi, I'm Leslie Liao. Do you love Radio Taiwan International's English content and wish it would never end? Well, who said it has to? The fun doesn't have to stop here. Check out our website, or our Facebook, or our YouTube, or our Twitter. Go to en.rti.org.tw for the latest Taiwan news stories. Check out Radio Taiwan International on Facebook to see great pictures of Taiwan. Go to youtube.com slash rtienglish to view some of our great features. And when you're done, tell us what you think on Twitter. Our handle is Radio Taiwan underscore Eng. What are you waiting for? I'm here waiting for your message.
0: RTI news, programs, pictures, and more online at English.rti.org.tw. Check it out. Check it out. Thank you for tuning in to radio taiwan international taiwan's national broadcaster we hope you enjoyed our programs you can catch all of our latest news audio and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw again go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news videos and programs about taiwan if you like to hang out on social media rti is there too our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at... Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kHz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International.